Radio Tiny House is on the air. Our shed home has been shared more than one million times on the internet. Kind of cool, but kind of weird, too. Anyway, welcome to the show. We're live. It says we're live. I hope yes, we're live. Yes, we are. It says we're five seconds live. We're newborns. <laughs> Hardly. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Radio Tiny House. I'm Barry Smith. And I'm Beth Smith. She is. And, and wait, she has a hair. A hair. Well, uh, it, 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 we may as well just leave that in because that's a good part of my life is uh, pulling hairs off of Beth. That's true. Off of her black clothes or her navy clothes because if I don't, if the wind catches them, then they get in my face and in my nose. Yes. So welcome. Hope you're having a great day. Did I say it's Wednesday, April 14th? You did not. I did not. It is Wednesday, April 14th. So whenever you're watching this, it may not be Wednesday, April 14th anymore. It may be June 10th. Yes. So that's fine, too. We're just glad you're here. You see, if you've you've been following us and um, watching our uh, podcast on YouTube, they were in a new space today. Yeah. Uh, It's not quite ready. It's not quite ready, but we had to... um, well, vacate is not the right word. That sounds like somebody pushed us out. We decided we, to rearrange. We did decide. Uh, we decided to rearrange, and Actually, uh, I did. I did. Idea. I, I helped. Uh, yeah, I did want to turn this into a podcast studio and a video studio. Right. But what we did do was where we have been doing the podcast for the last twenty-five episodes. Yeah. Uh, or shall I say, our first twenty-five episodes. Right. We uh, put my drums in there. So now that's a drum room. Yes, which it is. They have not had a place uh, since about ten years. Yeah. So and yeah, because every time we get a drum room for Barry, because he doesn't use those, you know, electronic drums, he has an a vintage set of drums. Every time we, you get a space for Barry, somebody moves into it. That's true. Right. So uh, we ended up having an extra grandchild come visit or live. We had a. I don't know, one thing after the other. And then we moved tiny. Let's right. See, did we have the drums up in the big house? Yeah. When we when we lived in Alpharetta, we had, um, when we first moved in, I had my drums set up. And then, and we then had our grandson was born. Right. And, and it was like, okay, well, right. so I'd rather have him than the drums. Than the drums. So. so anyway, long process to get him his own drum room. Right. So it's now where the podcast studio used to be, and it's got a door, and it's got a window within it in the room, and you'll see that eventually. We'll we'll finally reveal it. But um, <laughs> so we can at least shut him in. Now, drums are loud, and I love it. He is very cognizant of that, but I actually love being walking on the property and hearing you play drums. The problem is he just needs some big, giant speakers so I can actually hear what he's playing along with instead of what's in his ears, because then I can enjoy it When she told me that the other day, I, I about fainted, and I said, what? And I want you to buy said, more technology. She said, I want you to buy speakers so I can hear what you're playing, too, because right. I just normally put... My earbuds, earbuds in, in and, and, and go and play. But, and so uh, I'm singing along to some other song that I think he's playing, probably. <laughs> um, so anyway, so that's exciting. So his drums are in there. His uh, voice uh, pod. What do you call uh, recording voice, studio? Voice, is, yeah, is, recording is, studio's in there. And we can't. We don't I play drums at the same today. time. <laughs> no, he doesn't play drums while he's recording narration for com- commercials. Right. So that's that. Unless it's a. 
you know, a drum I mean, commercial. I guess you could. You could add an extra track. So those of you who might want to know, it's a, it's a, it is a vintage set. Set. It's not like from the 1940s or anything, which would be cool to have. Uh, but it's a 1970s Slingerland uh, kit that I've had for a long time. Yeah. Most of my life, actually. It was used when you bought it. It was used, You have been around since the 70s. That's true, yes, 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 yes. I have been around (laughs) since the 70s. So it was was used when when we got it, but it was still a 70s set. um, Because you can go to slingerland.com and check and see when your kit was made, which is kind of cool. Interesting. But, um, yeah, Dad bought that uh, when I was a, a teenager for me. I had a Gretsch set before. That uh, when I started playing okay, drums we're with a group, a drummer we're hole. getting into a drum hole. Yes, so a dr- not a drum hole, but a drum roll. Uh, I'm on a drum roll. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that. <laughs> so um, I had a Gretsch set originally uh, that was just it was a beautiful set, and it was uh, the tone was just amazing, but it weighed a ton, and traveling with that was just a major pain in the butt. So. We should insert that that's how Barry and I met. We started traveling together doing gospel music. Southern gospel music, Southern right? Southern gospel music, which I had never sung or performed before. But I was like, well, sure, I can sing that because I was off for teacher break in the summertime. And that's how we met. And he was carrying and hauling this same set of drums. I was. And I used to help him put it up and whatever. Anyway, we um, fell in love during that time. So that's a whole other life. A uh, whole other life, although I did find our vinyl record the other day, and we have a couple of cassettes and things like that that we've done over the top course. We certainly never really did full-time professional, but we did a, had a lot of fun. Anyway, and I'm trying to find some of my other, uh, some of our other music that we've made, because we don't have a cassette player, so we're trying to find... <laughs> who does? Who does? <laughs> trying to find digital copies. It's all very complicated. But anyway, we enjoyed... Oof, I hit the table. We enjoyed um, doing that, and that's how we met. We traveled all over the U.S. Yep. And Canada. And Canada. We went into Canada. Had a bus. Yeah. It yeah was I mean, a, it, it, was, was it was a lot of fun. Yeah, we did that for a couple of years. So anyway, that's we still have the drums. We do still right? have the drums. And so... I wish we still had the bus. Well, that's true. Or we... Or, Yeah. We'd have our own tiny home on wheels. Anyway, so uh, he's he's got set, he's set up, and uh, now he can play again. Yeah, it's it's nice. I love to play. So we've changed the whole dynamic of our podcast. The we have tiny little space we were in is now a lofted barn, which the sound is different. Uh, we're working on the ceiling. We're working on the lights. This morning we tried to do the video and the curtains were down and the lights were all messed up and we're like well i've got a staple gun and stapled a curtain up on the wall and like we had been in the podcast studio we had blocked off a window so it was right. kind of a controlled lighting environment right and now we come lighting. into this and this is all just natural lighting which is uh, both good and bad right uh, because we've got shadows and, and stuff sun like is that hard. the sun is hard for us right control. but we're gonna have to uh prepare for the day when uh we don't have sunlight because it's raining outside, or I guess cloudy. we could record in the dark. We could record in the dark. That might be uh, that fun. might oh, be easier. We could do a glow in the dark episode. <laughs> that would be fun. Well, I, anyway, I don't. I don't remember how to glow in the dark anymore. Anyway, uh, so anyway, so we're in the middle of it, and it's taking us forever because we both are very busy, and we've talked about you know we doing this office. We actually sort of have carpets on the floor now. I'm going to repaint the floor. It's just a shed floor, right? This is a twelve by thirty two lofted barn. That we did as a rent to own when right. we were building. It was a drag and drop. Drag and drop, thing. rent to own. 
And I used it for my office because I was employed with corporate at the time. Thank God I'm not anymore. But uh, now we're converting it into homeschool room, podcast, video cast, right. studio. Um, and then we're having it be a, like a bunkie for our daughter who wants to come, other daughter who wants to stay or guests who want to come stay. Um, and then we also are using it as a place where our um, less um, able folks right. can get in and go to the bathroom and whatever because we're putting a, like a porta potty up here so we can have people that are less and able to walk up our it, stairs. We're putting a ramp up to it and all that kind right. of fun stuff. So, so we so, can yeah. have parties here that we can have more handicap accessible. So that's a lot of stuff and we've had to figure it all out. <laughs> and so there you go. We're, um, it's taken us a bit. Well, oh, it- And I was not going to drywall over my head. Yes. So yes. we have done something very interesting on the ceiling, and we'll, we've got and videos and pictures of all that. It. Yes, we we're are. Close, and there you have it. So we've been working, and then I've been working. So COVID, uh, I may have mentioned before that I started out of corporate. Once I left corporate, thank the maker, I started doing professional organizing because we had downsized. Right, and uh, that was my business, um, and uh, then. I, and during COVID, I ended up going back and doing some kind of recruiting, which has been my background. And so I wasn't really doing organizing. And a couple of my clients have called me and said, would you please come help? And so I have been in organizing zone. I right. won't say hell, but I worked almost every day in the month of March, which I never do, but we had some big projects we had to get done. So I am back to feeling who I am myself today, <laughs> but uh, that was really a long haul. So now, we kind of got behind. I'll also say that we don't, when we do a project, we don't do just a little tiny thing. We usually do something major. Like build two houses. Like build two houses, yeah, or or uh, take on this project because it started out as one thing and then we've, we've decided, yeah, it constantly evolves. And so, uh, but by doing that, we get to make it exactly what we want it to be. Right. And what we need it to be for what our life is. So well, why and not? We realize we can go, oh, what about if we do this? And then we'll start out like I posted an inspiration picture. Oh, I, this is my inspiration for this. And we have totally evolved away from that. Right. Um, but that's okay. As things present themselves, we decide, oh, that's a good idea. And that's the creative part we like. But uh, sometimes it takes us a wandering way to get there. So we're hopeful we can get this done in the next couple of weeks. Right. We are traveling, so we want we to get are. that done before then if we can. Um, and I'm sure Barry will want to talk about that a little bit. Yeah, we're, we're going to talk that about trip. that again. We talked about that last week, um, but um, it's coming up next week. So we're actually, I think we're going to do a podcast from there. We may even go live a couple of times. Where from are we there. going? Uh, we're going to Disney World. No. No, you <laughs> Oh, I do. I love Disney World. Uh, in particular, I love Epcot. But we're going to Laurel, Mississippi. Wow. Which is, yeah. Why would anybody go to Laurel, Mississippi? Who knows? I mean, Laurel, <laughs> we, we we pulled out an atlas and we closed our eyes and we went and we landed on Laurel. All right. Why would anybody go to Laurel? Uh, Laurel, Mississippi is uh, the hometown of a show called Hometown that ha- features uh, renovation work of uh, Ben and Aaron Napier. Is it on HG? It's on HG. Yeah, I think it's right? on HGTV, yes. Yeah. Mary, this is how I watch television. Now we have Hulu and Netflix and Stars mm-hmm. and HGTV or Discovery Plus or Real TV, I call it. 
I don't know where anything is. <laughs> I don't know even how to run the TV anymore. So I very just presents the evening entertainment to me. <laughs> watch it. When, so I don't even know what channels things are on when, anymore. When I'm not home and Beth wants to watch, watch TV, she calls our grandson over to right. come and turn or everything on. I'll just get on YouTube on my phone. It's the easiest. <laughs> so anyway, There's so many choices and channels. I don't even know what's We left. watch Hometown. A lot of people, you know, were, were watching Chip and Joanna and have made trips to Waco. Yes, true. And That's um, true. Uh, they do beautiful stuff as well, but... I, I don't uh, even we know. I kind guess they're of, still on. They are still on. Yeah, they have their own, they have their own oh, network. That's right. well, what, yes. Magnolia well, of Network. We do too. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's true. That's true. But um, anyway, we like what, what uh, Ben and, and Aaron do. Yeah, they're adorable um, and, too. And they do a lot of um, very small, cottagey kind of homes that uh, many people would consider to be tiny homes. Yeah. Um, now they do monster homes as well. You know, they did one that was what thirty eight hundred square feet. Yeah, but I mean, like most that. Of, well, uh, and back to so uh, one of the things they did was like six hundred and fifty square feet, I think. Right, and then yes. they just bought they did that little one by the lake we watched the other day. That was very small. So you know, we're attracted. Why are we attracted to tiny houses? We're attracted to tiny houses because they could be creative. They're less expensive, right? And oh my God, I just saw that. Um, Home Depot is trying to sell or is selling plywood for $95 a sheet, up from $30 a sheet less than a year ago. Right. So, I mean, people use plywood in their houses. So, back to what well, we talked about, what, why we go tiny. And I'm going to change what we just talked about because we kind of prep for the thing. But <laughs> oh, sorry. The reason you mean we're going, you're doing something off the, off off the, the cuff? cuff? Oh, my gosh. The reason we go are going tiny, I think, for people really interested in tiny right now is cost. Yeah. Right? How many sheets... Of $95 of sheet plywood, does it take to build a 3,000 square foot house versus a 700 or 200 square foot house? So, yeah, the cost cost over the last year, nine months really, has has gone up just exponentially. So, like 180 to 80 percent. But then, if you do the math around $30 to $95, isn't that like, I don't even know. 300% Three hundred percent, or thirty three dollars at ninety five. I don't. Somewhere and of course, there. we've talked about this, but the, you know, if if you haven't listened to that that podcast, um, it, there are multiple reasons for that. One of them is uh, fires out yeah. west, so they we lost millions of acres of of uh, trees. Lumber that companies were, lumber, were backing down right? because of COVID for various reasons. They didn't think that we were going to need it. They didn't have the staff. Right. People weren't cutting lumber. Right. All that, and then. Well, and then People, COVID hit. COVID happened, and then everybody started building, which right. I still haven't figured out what that was about. <laughs> A boredom. Why? I, I, maybe Builders were going, Everybody's hmm, moving everywhere. We were bored, so let's go build a new neighborhood. I, I don't know. know. It was weird. So now the, all that has created this huge shortage in the products that we need. But the rumor is that it's not going to go down. Yeah, which is, which is a little concerning, especially if you're, you're you know... If you're thinking about building your own home in the next couple of years, um, and uh, if you started that process like we like when we started thinking about building a tiny house, we thought about it for years. Yeah. I mean, Beth had been in the Googling tiny house movement before the tiny house movement was cool. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, but uh, it's uh, it's crazy uh, how expensive everything's gotten. Yeah. So anyway, um, we got a little off track, but anyway, Lauren and and I mean, I mean. Um, <laughs> 
Aaron, Aaron and, ben. and Ben in Laurel. There you right, go. I'm mixing right. that all together. Aaron and Ben are building. Well, you could just call it Lenapier, Le and then you get mm-hmm. Laurel, Ben, Aaron, and, and Napier. Napier right, right. So they're converting houses that would otherwise go to the dumpster, which we're all about that, too. Uh, we reclaim and recycle as much as we can. Um, yes, I would rather. I don't want. Um, and we did that a lot in our uh, first house. Yes, we it did. It was all reclaimed um, as much as we could do. That. So we did that. But they're reclaiming homes that otherwise would just be torn down. Right. Um, and and they're also saving their town. And we think and believe that tiny houses are, I mean, tiny houses, tiny towns are real important to the fabric of our nation. Yes. And so we want to celebrate and grow or support tiny towns as much as we can because there are so many people who want that lifestyle too right living in a big city you got all kinds of things that are cool you got great restaurants better internet that's what we struggle <laughs> with better, all yeah, the time um and then you know but 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 if you can figure out how to live small in a small town then you have a lot of advantages of that that we support right well i mean we we do um beth and i both grew up in the atlanta area yeah um and have lived in and have lived in in town in, in some, primarily subdivisions and you know downtown. We lived in downtown Tacoma, um, which was uh, cool. Actually, I loved living in that part of downtown. It was it was a neat thing. Yeah, but, but living in Seattle is nothing like living in right. Atlanta. Living in Seattle is not anything at all like living in Atlanta. And it's um, you get the vibrancy of the city, you get the amenities of the city. So you get the sports teams, you get the theaters, you get restaurants, all that kind of stuff. Which is fun to go do every now and again. Yeah. But for me, if I'm going to live in a city, I want it to be a place like Charleston that is easily walkable, that has uh, history and a whole lot of cool stuff there. Um, but my preference is a rural lifestyle in a small town. I'm not a farmer. I'd no, love to be a farmer. No, you'd like to be one. We sort of um, are hard we, hobby farmers. We are har- hobby farmers. We're Well, we're hobby animalists. Uh, that's true. We are hobby am- animalists. And, and I've grown up. Little garden. True. Yes, but um, my closest th- thing to farming. It wasn't a little garden. It was pretty big. We had more squash and zucchini than I've ever seen in my life. But um, <laughs> well, that's common for most gardens. <laughs> and tomatoes. And tomatoes. Yes, but um, you know, I prefer. That's just me. Um, and and when you want to build a tiny house or do the the live in a t- in a smaller footprint, it's just easier to do if you have your own property and you have your own space and you can do those kind of things. Well, and legally, back to the things that frustrate us is legally, it's a lot easier to find a place to do what we've done outside of a city and then in a small town. And people now are starting to embrace, you know, small towns want people to move back, right? Right. So um, there are several tiny house neighborhoods starting in smaller towns to draw people there. So I think the whole uh, notion of tiny houses. Now, we use that term for anything from 100 square feet, maybe on wheels, to seven or 800 square feet, which is where we live. So right. we live in a small house, but it's, and the terminology... Also, people now use that for van living, for schoolies, for whatever. So right. it's a pretty broad brush of what tiny really is. Um, but I think a lot of towns are starting to embrace the small house, micro house, walkable which, concept. Which is interesting because that's the way most houses used to be. They used to be, right. Uh, most houses were small and only the, the very wealthy 
the Rockefellers had big houses. Everybody else that worked for them lived in a in a small house. Well, then people decided to start legislating what size you could right? live in, which seems so wrong to me. Um, who cares? Now, I understand slum lords. We don't want people to live in substandard right. housing. I get all that. And I think there is a limit that if you're uh, looking at living tiny, people say, how small can I go if I've got five kids? I'm like, you do not want a tiny house if you got five kids. I just think that's a mistake. But maybe two tiny houses, throw the kids in the other one right. or something. Well, depending on age, yes. Right. Well, yeah, of course. <laughs> but we, I mean, we live in 700 square feet. Um, we use our upper floor for kind of an office and a bedroom and our downstairs, downstairs is busy all the time. Right. But we also now have this shed. So you could say it, that was an easy way for us to get extra square footage to do some of the extra things we felt right. like we wanted to do. And then of course, Caroline lives on our property and has, and has a t- tiny a house, one. house, tiny house one. Well, I, I'm going to always refer to it as tiny house. A tiny house is easier to, for me to say and remember than small house, although we, it is a small house. But uh, tiny is what you, whatever you want it to be. Uh, if you move from uh, a 10,000 square foot house to a 2,000 square foot house, that's a tiny house to you. Right, right. Um, so I think back to the small town thing. I think small towns are looking at that too right. as a source of income. And maybe some of them are getting over the fact, oh, and I want to mention that, that we're getting over the fact that they don't have to be 1,200 square feet. They don't right. have to be whatever. We're going actually to an event in May that I will we'll put in the show notes here. It's in Calhoun, Georgia, where my my family lives, and they're trying to build small homes. They're not on wheels. They're not. They're right. Small they're they're cottages. houses, and they're four hundred to six hundred square feet, or right? Something, something like, like that. Um, they're focusing on uh, having um, reasonable housing for veterans, um, but they're really getting pushback from the community because they're concerned. About people living in small houses. Right. And I just, I understand that sometimes with less expensive housing comes um, concern from the other neighborhoods that it's going to take the price of their house down. Right. But if you really do the math and you look at what is a per square foot fee, a tiny house costs way more per square foot than a bigger house because bedrooms are cheap and bathrooms and kitchens are expensive. Right. Foundations and plumbing and electrical are expensive. So if you really do the math and think it through, it could raise the cost, the prices of the houses in the, in the area. That's exactly right. Because that's what people do use for comps, right? A lot of times they're looking for at square price per square foot. Anyway, so in May, we'll post that in this, but we're ad, we, would, we are advocating for small towns, small houses, which is one of the reasons we end up watching hometown. Right. And that, now why we're going to Laurel, Mississippi. Right. It, and and check if, it out. if you if you live in a town that's considering uh, allowing tiny houses or allowing a small tiny house community for vets or or, or single moms or whatever whatever the case I mean, may be, it doesn't be. have to be any kind of person. There are a lot right, of people be who anybody. want to live in tiny houses. Go be an advocate for that. Um, <laughs> we, I mean, you know, we're one of the reasons we want to go to this event in Calhoun is to. Uh, not only broadcast from there and to video from there, but to be advocates for this this lifestyle because there's not. I mean, it's, there's 
there's nothing uh, that's negative about the lifestyle. And a lifestyle sounds like you're talking about some type of deviancy, but it's not. It is, it is <laughs> in a way. People do think that we're being deviant yes, by wanting to it, live in a small house. Well, that's it is in a way because it it is against the norms. It is that. And I know communities are concerned about tax dollars, right? Right. So if I'm living in a 400 square foot house, I'm not going to pay nearly as many taxes as I am if I'm living in a 1,200 or 4,000 square foot house. Right. Right. But if you can take and put a bunch of small houses on a lot, right, then you can raise your tax base. That's right. So And increase the density. Yes, I get that. But it's better than apartments. I right. think it's better I agree. than apartments. 100%. Building. You probably just heard the uh, little window unit air conditioner oh, kick yeah. on. It's, it's a little warm here today. But um, that's one of the things that we never had in the podcast studio uh, because it was out in the front part of the, the Shoffice. Um, but it also got hot back there, and it gets really, really hot in the recording studio. Well, so the plan is eventually to put way. mini splits. Right, but but that's another, you know, however, however much that costs. So yes. right now, step by step. Step by step. That's exactly right. So if you're hearing that, then just think, cool thoughts right exactly we so are air conditioned. now we're going to talk about next and we've kind of already spoken about this a little bit about um you know one of the top reasons for going tiny or shetty is to focus on the outside which is we've we've talked about that a little bit already yeah, by having a, the right town and the community right? and getting out of your house and not sitting in your house all day watching well i can't watch Watching TV, hometown. I don't even know how to run it, but very helping me watch TV. The, you know, so one of the great things about living tiny that that I think is that we have, because of where we chose to build and how we chose to build, we have a lot of outside space. So we can go outside and work. We can go outside and get away from each other. Uh, with the Shoffice fixed up, I can come up here and play my drums, or I can record, or Beth can come up here. Or and, I can and shoo work. him out and send him and up. Just, to yeah, the just shoffice. get out of the house. Go, go away. Go away. Um, <laughs> or I can leave. Or you can leave. Or you can come up and play drums. I can. Why? Well, when no, you're I really irritated at me. <laughs> um, yeah, that. But it's not just about you. It's about focusing on your town and on your community, and uh, kind of breathing new life into small town America yeah. because that's what made America. Yeah. The, the, the cities made America, the industry helped build America, but it was rural America that really fed shaped and that's shaped true. us and still actually feeds the world. So we need to not allow corporations to buy up all the property and let's buy property, build on it, live on it, help towns thrive again. Um, they may never get back to their heyday, although I don't know if, you know, a small town, what the heyday of a small town might've been. It might be 10 years in the future. Theirs was lumber, Mm -hmm. interestingly enough, because we just had this whole conversation about how expensive lumber is. Um, you know, there, but you know, back to with tiny houses, you can do this in a city because we are, cities are starting to adopt it, but obviously we live rurally. We live on a, in a tiny house with, on a foundation. That's what we know best. But there are other ways to get to tiny. doesn't right. have to be you build a shed like we did or a reclaimed house. You can do something like what they're doing in ha- hometown. Right. Tumka, Alabama is their next feature. Right, yeah. Um, so, But there are a lot of things out there like, I don't know, they're buying these things for like $12,000. And now they're spending a lot to rehab them. Don't get me wrong. But... There's, I mean, you can't even buy a lot for $12,000. Right, yes. And some of the houses are, are more expensive than that. But some, yeah, I mean, you know, the, one, the last one we just saw was twelve. Some of right. them are like sixty. Some of them are like 
less than 200. I've never seen him go any more than 200. Right. And that includes the purchase of the house and all the renovations that they do. Right. But of course, as they're continuing to renovate, what's happening to the properties in Laurel, Mississippi? The value is going through the roof. The value is skyrocketing. So they're going to have a harder and harder time finding inexpensive houses to redo because of their own work, which is kind of oxymoron, I guess. But anyway, so we're going to Laurel. We're going to videotape. We're going to podcast. We're going to, um, you know, we've got a couple of days planned. I'm itching to get to the beach again. It's two hours from the beach. What I re- In Laurel, they have this train station that stops there that goes from... Well, the train station technically doesn't stop <laughs> okay. there. Right, the, the train, train stops there at the station. <laughs> and it, the train goes from New Orleans to New York City. Right. Right? And I was like, oh, wouldn't it be fun to take a train from Laurel to New Orleans and then come back? Well, unfortunately, it goes the wrong direction timing-wise. Right, and it's only one a day. <laughs> one a day. So I couldn't make that work. But that's that just sounds fun, too. So right. I love trains. and um, but, I love trains, too. I love... Yeah. But anyway, uh, so we're just going to go have the fun. The best way to sleep on the planet is to sleep on a train. Yeah, and we're looking even looking at staying in a tiny house on wheels at the beach... Um, we haven't decided and committed, but I think I just, I'm, I really want you to. Think it's you think you want available. to? Okay. So, yeah. So anyway, anyway uh, small towns. Now, small I, towns. I, I had, uh, when we moved up here, uh, our small town was, uh, had been kind of revitalized. Um, there's still some yeah, our parts criteria we're still was, working on a little bit. Yeah, go ahead. Our criteria was small town. Right. Had to have a Starbucks. Right. And had to have a Home Depot. Right. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> And that's why we decided to live here. Yeah. So, um, but I've worked in, um, I worked in Aberdeen, Washington at a hospital there. I ran a a program there. And uh, Aberdeen was a a huge lumber town on the coast of Washington. And lumber, they they got all the lumber out and the lumber business kind of took a nosedive for a while. And most of the jobs went away. Um, Downtown, when I was there, uh, was still mostly boarded up. There were no shops. There was a handful of, of uh, people that were trying to open up restaurants and coffee shops and stuff like that. And now I was speaking to a friend of mine the other day who's the CEO of the hospital there. And they, uh, Aberdeen's done a complete turnaround because people have gone back and said, oh, you know, this is a seaside town. Yes. And so we're going to build houses here. We're going to open businesses here. It is a uh, not an easy place to get to. It's not like driving from Atlanta to here. Um, from Olympia to Aberdeen is probably an hour, uh, maybe an hour and 10 minutes uh, over some absolutely beautiful, well, the roads aren't beautiful, they're asphalt, but the scenery is just absolutely gorgeous because you're going through mountains and forests. And um, But if it snows, you can't get there. So it rains, yeah. (laughs) But so people have finally discovered that, you know, Aberdeen is uh, a place where you can get things inexpensively and you can have a second home close to the beach. I didn't know this, but um, yeah, that's great. And I think that what's what's changed, COVID has changed a lot of things. People are, the housing crisis has changed a lot of things. And also people are being able to work from home. And, you know, you've seen that in New York City, you've seen that in L.A., you're seeing that in San Diego, where people are dispersing from bigger towns. Right. Um, as they don't, people are going, hey, I don't, 
I can live in my house in Massachusetts instead of commuting into New right. York. I can live in Texas. The influx from California to Texas has Huge. been enormous as people are. And by the way, Texas is a great place to live tiny. Um, they don't have a lot of rules and regulations, which is what we run into a lot. So people are dispersing and moving. And, and I think tiny, a small towns are profiting from it. I think which so, too. I think is awesome. I think that the... the, the um that when you realize that you don't have to live close to your work. Yeah. Um, don't have to commute that, for that, an hour and a half. Yeah, that it opens up a, a world of possibilities. So you can, if you can live within reason, you know, um, an hour away from your office, if you have to go in once a week, then that opens up a lot of possibilities. Um, the only downside to rural living. The biggest downside. The biggest downside. It's not the only one, but the biggest one is... Rural internet Crappy is internet. mostly awful, uh, and it I is. have. But uh, it's changing. Yeah, I've written a, a little booklet about that. We'll talk more about that later. About options, internet options for people that that live uh, in rural areas. It is changing. There's a lot of really neat things uh, on the horizon. Um, well, but 5G. anyway, five G, Starlink. There's a whole just a whole bunch of cool things that are going to help with that. Right. Um, but it. Um, some of those are also a couple of years away still. So anyway. Yeah, we didn't realize all that when we first moved because no. we were like, oh, internet, okay. And <laughs> then we didn't realize that the internet that we had available to us was going to be so um, awful. Awful. Yeah, a friend of it mine just awful. sent me a note the other day on Facebook and said, when we bought our property, did we consider, um, you know, what was our choice for rural internet? And I went, you know, we didn't even think about that when we bought our well, property. Well, we saw... The first thing I did was check to see if we had cell service. And right. there's a cell tower within view. And I was like, oh, good, we get cell service. But it never occurred to me that the internet that we would get would be like covered wagon internet compared <laughs> to, you know, jet stream internet that we uh, had. We can't play the, the Oregon Trail because we are on the Oregon Trail with our internet. Right. But now we have 5G and that really helps. Yep. And they've upgraded our internet. We're kind of at the end of the road, so it's not as not as good as, as we'd as it like could it be. to be, but it's way better than it used to be. Right. So, and we got we tried the Hughes dish thing, and that was terrible. We still have the dishes on the side of our house, and I'm trying to get Barry to get on the ladder. Yeah, I'll, I'll take down. those down. I have to spray them for hornets because there's a, about a million of them in the <laughs> tubes. But okay. anyway, uh, yeah, those have got to come down. Although the house is going to look kind of funny, we're going to have to put something over there. Yeah, a lanai. Okay. Or a pavilion or something. Anyway, we no. got other building projects. Something so we don't else have to, to build, build anything else. Um, so, uh, you ready to move on? Yeah. From that? Okay. So, we get, we've had a lot of comments or a couple of comments recently in our group about foundations. Yes. And, and uh, that you don't need one. Right. And one of our members posted that, uh, that the Tough Shed installer, I guess it was a Tough Shed installer because it was a Tough Shed they purchased, said that you didn't need a foundation. You could just... Put it on the ground. Well, that's what they were offering. They were just going to right. put it on they the ground. They were just going to drop it on the ground. Do not do that. That is a terrible plan. Yes, it is a terrible plan. If you buy a shed and uh, you live in a place where you can put just a shed for your like lawnmowers or tools or a she shed or a he shed or whatever, if you want to put that on the ground, that's okay to do. But I think if you... Got, I feel differently. Well, I think, I think it's, you know, it's an easy thing to do. And if you're renting... 
you know, somebody might say, oh, if you're going to rent from us, you have to have, have it on bricks well, or whatever. like you're talking about like drag and drop shed. I'm just like talking like a small drag and drop shed. Like we're in. We, we This one is on here. This is just on concrete blocks. Con- right. Like you see them right. like everywhere. This is just a shed. Right. But okay. if you're going to live in it, make sure it's on a foundation. And don't accept when somebody tells you, oh, you can put your house on the ground. Don't believe it. Don't believe it. Don't Thanks. And don't do it because there's lots of issues that could arise from just putting your your the shed that you're going to turn into a house just on the ground. So do a concrete slab. Do, I mean, a, do a basement. Drag, do a foundation. Drag, these drag and drop sheds, sometimes people put them on like a gravel pad or they're right. on piers and things. But honestly, unless you bolt them down, we and we didn't even think about this when we put this here. This thing could just blow away. Now, we've had up to 90 mile an hour gust, and it hasn't. And we live in a pretty windy area. We do, yeah. Um, are the way our microclimate of our house comes up a hill, and it's pretty breezy and windy all the time. All the time. Um, so, the but if you're going to live in a two, particularly a two-story shed like we're in, and there will be other people who will probably, you know, buy those, build those. They have got to be bolted to something. Right. A big windstorm, you just made yourself a big sail, and it's going to fly off. Yep. Yep. So make sure. You have a foundation that we- or something. And, and, and whether it's a tough shed or uh, any other kind of shed that, that uh, can be converted into a house, make especially a two-story, make sure that it, it is on something. A concrete slab. We did a concrete piers. block foundation, piers, uh, post and beam, what, whatever whatever you want to do, but make sure that it's firmly attached to the ground and that you take um, measures to mitigate moisture, uh, to mitigate insects, all that kind of fun stuff. Yeah. Do your research. Do your it's research. Out there. Everything is Googleable. And don't and, and don't just go oh Googleable? Googleable. I kinda like that. Googleable. Are you Googleable gullible? That could be true that, too. I mean, you there's a lot of that goes around. You have to filter. Yes, there everything is Googleable. But don't don't accept it when somebody when especially if you've got a, a like a, a TR sixteen hundred, which is a big thing. I mean, yeah, it's a yeah. two story house. Um, don't let them say we're just going to put it on the ground. No, no, I'm like what? Yeah, do and, not. And, and, that is not on my watch. I will talk <laughs> to somebody. You cannot do that. And just if if that's happening to you. Let Beth know, and she'll go <laughs> she'll after go, him. She'll go call him. I'm like, no, that's not going to happen. By the way, I, I have my Radio Tiny House t-shirt on. You do. I don't uh, because there's um, something, on, something on his. But, but we're going to start bringing our. We're going to start making some merch. Yep, we're, so we're, we're going to have Radio yep. Tiny House merch. We're going to get that up we, uh, this week. We've talked about it, but yeah, we hadn't done it yet. But we, that's going up this week. Yeah. Uh, we're going to uh, design Several tiny house design. some hats and mugs and all that kind of fun stuff. Bags, whatever you know. If you have something you want, I, it's it's free to design it. Yeah. So just um, just tell us what you're looking for, and um, yep, we're going to have a radio, a radio Tiny House, and we'll do some you know Tiny House. Type T-shirts. It doesn't have to just be radio. Right. Tiny. No, we're gonna. We're yes. We have a whole slew of things we'd yes. like to say that. Uh, right. So though they're coming. So right. we'll watch for our merch store. Um, and then uh, we like have size to... does matter. Go tiny. Actually, I've got that one written down right there. Do you really? Yes. Size does <sighs> matter. Save the planet. I go thought, tiny. I thought I was coming up with something original. <laughs> I just did that one. I, I don't it's look at her it, notes it's because it's right there on my note. That's her property and i i don't have the right, right to look at just, that i don't it's think it's called but, a shared brain well, we've been we, living we, together we've so been, long we've been married more than a year 
And so exactly. we do share a brain. We do share a brain. All right. So um, what's upcoming? Uh, we're continuing with our work from home tiny house series. Right. So we have, I was just in conversation with Kiki, the girl we met at the tiny home show and festival, and she's got a tiny house shop. Right. Made out of a tiny She's house. got she's got a tiny, shop made out of a tiny, tiny house. house. What well, could be a tiny house? I don't think it has. It's, it's a not tiny really shop. A house. It's a tiny yeah. It's a tiny <laughs> shop. So she's going to be near us this weekend. We're going to try to get out there. Then John from United Tiny House has agreed to who did our did the show we went to that we froze our butts off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's going to come as a uh, yeah. guest on our show, but he's got a beautiful. I mean, he's really working on his property, bed and breakfast. Basically is, um, and then he designed this really cool tiny house, but it's not a house, firehouse. Right. So we'll feature him on on that. That's upcoming in the next few weeks. Um, And then, of course, our trip to Laurel is is on the end of the month. Right. So we got a lot of stuff coming up. Yeah, we do. And if if you live in, uh, I don't, uh, we don't know where exactly we're going to be yet, but we can uh, we can out we we know where we're going to stay, but we're not going to invite you to where we're staying, because um, that might be a little we're weird. We're staying in Laurel. We are a, staying in, in Laurel co- in a small cottage. In a, in a small cottage, yes. But um, uh, if you live there, or if you're you know you live near there, let us know. We'd love to meet you. Uh, love to say hi. Uh, talk ideas. Tiny ideas. Talk really big ideas, too, if you want to do that. Um, But, yeah, we'd love to see you. If you live in Calhoun, uh, then... That's coming up in May. That's coming up in May. I don't know exactly the date, but... So we'll we'll let everybody know that, but um, we'll be there for that. And uh, we'd love to see you there, too. So if you live in Calhoun, Georgia, Rome, Georgia, Chattanooga, Tennessee, any place like that... Come uh, advocate for this. Come advocate. It would be great if you could be there. Uh, They're having a fundraiser... And a band. We'll, and maybe we'll do a band. raffle for a, a Radio Tiny House t-shirt. Oh, there you go. That'd be fun. Or we could... If you own a brewery, I'd like to start doing Radio Tiny House beer. So, Or just Tiny House beer. So, Well, there's a... T- there's that. There's a tiny town called Talking Rock yes. between Calhoun and us. And they have a tiny brewery in a, in railroad, a railroad car. car. Yeah, it's cool. And it, <laughs> we need to go there. It's relatively new. Um, yeah, I was like, wait. I, yeah. I read about that the other day, and then Beth drove through there and said, did you know there was a brewery in Talking Rock? I'm like, yeah, I did know that. Yeah, it was Didn't very know they busy. were open yet. Very so. busy. So that'll be fun. Maybe we can figure that part out, too. Yep, maybe so. So okay. I are think we done? Uh, I think we're done. Uh, the background noise is brought to you by our neighbors who are doing construction work <laughs> and or, by our LG air conditioner. Exactly. <laughs> And, and uh, you know, we've decided that we could edit out all kinds of stuff. We could make this perfect. Sometimes I'll say, I'll edit that out. And then Barry just leaves it in. I just leave so it in. <laughs> we've just decided that this is life and this is how we're going to do this. And if we're, and, and because we're, there's two things. We're busy. It's hard to get time to get all the editing done. Right. Barry puts it on podcast and I put it on YouTube. And then I add music and whatever. But the other thing is, you know, if you if we edit out everything that's imperfect, right, right, then we're talking about perfectionism, which is what, as an organizer, I'm trying to get away from, right, right. And so, if you have a perfect podcast and all the Barry's in a podcast group, and somebody edits out all their breaths, I'm like, oh my god, how do you edit 
however many breaths now, I, are I, out. I do realize that I have uh, an excessive amount of ums in some of our podcasts. And if I can, I'll go edit those out. But mostly... No umming. No umming. Mostly... Um, you are an ummer. That's a smart... I am an ummer. I'm also a drummer. He's an ummer drummer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you say um a lot, that's a, generally a sign that you're a genius. Oh, is that so, what that's a sign of? Um... <laughs> I didn't know that. Oh, that's hilarious. It's um, We've got a weird lag. We do have a weird lag. Uh, I don't know why. It's our stinking internet. internet. Yeah. Anyway. So next time we're just going to do this on 4G. It's, getting, it's gotten worse. It's gotten worse. Well, we I need to end behind. it then. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll, we'll end it up and we'll speed it up a little bit maybe and, and make everything work out. So have a great day. You can reach us at uh, RadioTinyHouse.com. Send us an email if you want to get in contact with us at uh, radiotinyhouse at gmail.com. And we will see you next week. Yep. Have a great one. Bye. Hey, it's me again. Thanks for listening to Radio Tiny House. If you'd like to contact us, you can do so at radiotinyhouse at gmail.com. Or you can find us on our Facebook page, which is My Tough Shed Home. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.